The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. J Charles Ross is the creator and head writer of Transmission an Unknown, a new fiction podcast. And he's with us here today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Toby. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Now, your new podcast, The Transmission Unknown, can you just describe to us the idea behind that podcast first of all? Sure. Yeah, you know, it's a um it's a podcast that's based in a fictional Nevada town mm. that um starts undergoing unusual things and the town is just happens to be located outside of a air force base and so conspiracy theories start to fly residents of the town are negatively affected and a local dj on a public access radio show wants to get to the bottom of what's happening to his town Ah, how did you get the idea for that uh well during covid Hmm. i was looking for a creative outlet and um I like the idea of writing something and I really feel like, especially during COVID, there's been a lot of conspiracies floating around yeah. uh, the consciousness of the people uh, everywhere, but especially in the United States. And um, to me, I truly believe that uh, conspiracies, at least in the United States, are a real part of the mythology of everyday life. Mm. So um, this idea was just to uh, examine that creatively and to create a project that me and my friends could enjoy in our uh, in our downtime yeah and you mentioned the pandemic there being a big part of that has that helped you because maybe you've had more time to be at home or has it made things a little bit harder to collaborate with people to bring it together oh definitely uh the downtime was something that uh motivated me i mean a lot of people have joked that they've finished netflix they're waiting for the (laughs) next season and obviously Uh, Sometimes uh, watching television, especially the news, can be depressing. Um, So having a creative creative project was something that I knew would be fulfilling. And um, I had tried a few different things like painting and uh, I tried to create a board game uh, and failed miserably. But this turned out to be something that... uh, that turned out to be pretty satisfying and I was able to bring all my friends in on it too. Yeah, it's an interesting idea this because a lot of people said they were going to write a book and what you've done is actually written a story and made it into a podcast as well. So it's sort of combining two creative things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was a great opportunity to get my friends involved. So I live in Portland, Oregon in the United Mm. States and I have 
friends all over the West Coast in different cities, uh, Los Angeles and San Jose. And, you know, at a time when a lot of us feel very isolated, um, having having a reason to talk to my friends uh, over Zoom, because we'd have these weekly writing meetings and, you know, we're all, you know, trying to create voices for these various characters and okay. having calls for that. It, it really uh, kept our friendship really strong and we had a lot of fun doing it and kind of took the edge off of being locked in our homes and made the world seem a little bit bigger. Yeah. And how is it presented? Because I'd say most podcasts are presented with a host and are done like a show and, you know, it's like they know it's a show. Whereas this, is it kind of like a radio drama kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um when I was growing up, I actually grew up in the Bay Area, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there were there was a local radio station that would play some of the old radio dramas from the past, like The Shadow and The Lone Ranger yeah. and uh, War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. And that idea where there's almost a, a level of realism, especially the example of War of the Worlds, uh, really uh, reminded me of that. So the show itself is on the premise of you turn on the radio and this show comes on at 11 o'clock at night every day mm. uh, for 15 minutes and you get to hear what's going on in Springwell, Nevada. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the story, how long is this story taking place overall? How many episodes are you thinking it's going to be? The first season uh, is 14 episodes, so mm. it represents what happens in two weeks. Yeah. And it's interesting because you get to see uh, kind of a... I don't know if I accomplished it, but the goal was kind of to mirror um, some of the instability that we seen during COVID. Yeah. As circumstances change rapidly, we see how people respond to those stresses, uh, who they blame, yeah. uh, how they try to protect themselves, uh, how they interact with others. And so this two weeks of the life in Springwell represents the first season and uh, hopefully uh raises a few more questions than answers as we yeah. move on to tell the rest of the story in subsequent yeah. seasons. And how long, roughly, is each episode? Um, 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. you know, depending on, um, you know, where the story's going that night and uh, how much music we play. We uh, yeah. have a few musicians in, our, in my group of friends and we made some really bad music to kind of, <laughs> you know, continue yeah. that feel of, of a local radio station so yeah. depending on the length of the song but yeah usually about 10 to 15 minutes which uh, we figured would also be pretty nice for anybody listening to the show mm. on their morning commute yeah absolutely and 14 episodes over a two-week period that's one episode a day so you're doing 10-15 minutes of content that's taking place in a single day i guess that must take a lot of work thinking about events that are happening because you can't take a lot of inspiration from real life at the moment because in most people's days in lockdown they're not doing anything yeah you're absolutely right toby i think that um trying to to plan out every day and make sure it's moving forward and make sure that it's interesting, uh, which of course with all podcasters is going to be a challenge to make sure yeah. your content is interesting. Um, but as this was a creative project, I really took advantage of the resources that are available online mm. all over the place. Yeah. Um, so really trying to map out my plot, really trying to map out, um, you know, character development for the various characters in the show. Those were all things that I was able to kind of, uh, as part of this whole process, kind of learn more about, 
uh, and get to express create creativity with my creativity. And so that was very satisfying. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I highly recommend it to people who may feel the same way right now during COVID yeah. to, to learn a new skill. Um, you know, this show may not appeal to everyone, but for me and seven of my friends, that process uh, to learn how to do this uh, was very satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. So how come you chose to do it as a podcast radio drama type thing rather than a film or maybe even as simple as a book? Were you looking to do something a little bit different? Uh, yeah, actually, thanks for asking. Um, I My original goal was to try to write my first uh, screenplay. Yeah. And I also realized I didn't know how to do that <laughs> and that a lot of what I was going to write was going to be junk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I felt like this was a good opportunity to introduce the storyline into the world. And as we receive feedback from, from listeners, perhaps use that to iron out uh, a better screenplay to, to take what's best and get rid of, get rid of the other things. Yeah. Um, the, as far as the format goes, when it comes to, doing a podcast and I know you're, you're very well aware of it. Mm. Um, you can have varying degrees of quality in your recordings when you're, when you're talking to people. So even doing something online or over the phone, uh, can have, uh, can have various degrees of success and then you have to try to edit it and clean it up yet with a radio station, you kind of get varying degrees of quality whenever, you know, depending on the signal of the radio station itself. And when the callers call in, they may be driving, yeah. they may be walking in a storm, they may be in a closet. So um, it's kind of expected. And that kind of took a little bit of the pressure off of creating the show mm. was as a listener, hopefully, um, hopefully any, you know, um, any of the audio parts of it that may be lacking are kind of lost in the world that we're trying to create. Yeah, and I suppose the benefit of doing it as only an audio thing is you don't really need a budget. You could do really big stunts just by playing a sound effect and the audience will believe it. You don't have to actually put your life at risk if you were filming it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the voices uh, for the show, Chris, does the uh, the character of the GM... Um, he calls it theater of the mind, which was something yeah. he studied a lot of, of drama and audio production in school. And when you're able to create that that reality with those sound effects and and do it well, then absolutely you can be yeah. you can be transported to that place. And your imagination can sometimes be much more powerful than something you might see on screen. Mm. Um, so hopefully we accomplish that, and um, hopefully that it it works to that desired purpose but of course you know it's still a fun project between guys and, and girls who didn't really know what we were doing <laughs> so i'll let i'll let the listeners be the judge of that yeah are there any episodes that you've done that you think are your favorite ones any that you're particularly proud of um for uh for sure um knowing how the story plays out in the long term yeah um <laughs> I did like the 10th episode. In fact, like I said, 14 episodes, I felt like, oh, maybe we. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Peaked a little bit early. Yeah. Like uh, anybody that's listening to the show, if they do get into it, if they do enjoy the story, uh, episode 10 uh, I felt like could have been on its own a cliffhanger for the second season, um, but we did end up establishing some a few more plot points in the coming coming episodes afterwards. But yeah. for me, heavily invested in it, I'm texting everybody like, "Oh man, I'm doing the final edits. Yeah. This is crazy. I hope people keep listening after this episode." Um, so hopefully, you know, people feel the same way as they listen to it. But yeah. obviously, when you when you create something uh, new and you're you kind of, even though you know where it's going, when you actually hear it fully finished, and I'm sure you feel this way about many of your episodes, yeah. um, sometimes you go, oh man, that's that's exactly what I was trying to accomplish. Yeah. You know, and then you, you feel very good about that. And so definitely that was one of those episodes. Yeah. Although unfortunately, sometimes you've got something in your head, but you don't know how to get it out there and how to actually do it do you ever have times like that where it's like mm, it's not really what i had in my head but i guess i'll have to do yeah listen to season one of transmission unknown <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning process right with anything yeah. i mean um so i definitely feel like uh in my mind especially as i had mentioned those those older uh radio dramatizations from the past you know in the 30s and 40s there is some amazing amazing stuff coming out over the radio um, it was their, you know, the primary form of entertainment that people had access to, and uh, things like the shadow were so, uh, were so could be so engrossing as you listen to them. And yeah. um, I won't claim that this show is is that yet, but I'm I'm a big self critic anyways. Yeah. So hopefully, as we as we continue to uh, work on producing it, we learn more, especially about. Um, the production side of the audio effects and everything. Yeah. Do you think that radio dramas maybe should make a comeback? Because over here, we don't really have many. There's only one I can think of. And to be fair, that's actually a really long running show. I don't know how it is over there. Are they not very popular anymore because of TV? 
Well, I know for certain um, it did fall. It fell back a bit, you know, um, as uh, as television grew and movies grew. And now we have, um, you know, just about any movie imaginable available on our smart TV. Yeah. Um, but certainly we've seen also seen uh, changes with the way that podcasts are now being given attention. Google had made some changes that allowed you to play that now allow you to play a podcast directly out of their search engine. So, mm. um, and then we see companies like uh, Spotify who are, you know, directing large amounts of money um, to the audio format, be it spoken word or, um, or some of these audio dramas. Um, so there's a place for it. And certainly if uh, people that are much smarter than me are putting money and effort into it, then hopefully it will continue to grow. Um, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever, you know, turn it into a commercial enterprise, but certainly uh, as a hobby to, uh, to create something that wasn't there before and to make it available to people who might be listening to it on their way to work or something. Uh, yeah. It's fun. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, it's kind of, I don't know if, well, for me personally, at least in the United States, it was uh, always a, a uh, kind of a little childhood fantasy to have my own radio show. Yeah. And now the internet kind of makes that possible. Mm. However, uh, I'm not particularly interesting, so there's not a lot for me to talk about. Yeah. So to be able to create something like this and hopefully get people's imagination involved uh, is uh, is something that I hope continues to grow in popularity. Yeah. Well, I'm not particularly interested either. That's where I get guests on who are usually more interesting than me. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. So you mentioned about how it was your task you gave yourself to write your first screenplay. Did you find that quite easy? Because, I mean, I suppose technically it's not a screenplay, it's a radio play. Um, you know what? Writing it out, um, you know, writing out a back and forth conversation. Yeah. Um, especially after I had mentioned, you know, if using some of these, um, some of these, you know, story maps to kind of, kind of design where you want to go with the character. Mm. For me, once I had that as a foundation, it became easier for me to direct the conversation. But I will admit, um, Shadrach Novello is one of the other writers um, who's a good friend of mine who's uh, always had a writing hobby, and I believe he's a lot better than I am. Yeah. He's much better at creating dialogue and creating you know, specific voices for each character, which is oh, something yeah. I'd like to improve on because um, sometimes you're just trying to further the plot and yet you're not really giving a lot of value to the person themselves. And then the listener may not be as interested in what happens to that person. So uh, part of the learning process, for sure. Um, as far as, uh, you know, as far as that conversation went, you know, as I'm writing it down, I'm just putting a character name and some, yeah. and some dialogue and I'm just kind of moving through it. Um, as when it comes to creating a screenplay, there are formatting rules and, um, you have to think more visually yeah. and that takes a little bit, not a little bit, a lot more effort to yeah. kind of figure out how that might lay out with the, um, with the dialogue that's already been created. Cause up till now we've written, I think almost 18,000 words in dialogue for season one and trying to figure out how that might look in a screenplay visually, um, is a little bit more of a challenge that mm. I have to learn how to do. Yeah. Um, right now I'm just satisfied to get the, uh, get the first season done, which took us about eight months wow. and just to see how it sounds and to get some feedback on it before I, I dive too deep into 
figuring out what I'm going to use for the screenplay. Yeah. And on the subject of the voices and things, if it was me doing it, I'd find it quite hard to not do silly voices and comedy voices. And I guess that's not the vibe that you're going for. You'd want to have realistic voices of people, right? So did you find that hard to do realistic voices? Definitely. Well, everybody's got their own unique voice. Yeah. And so right off the bat, that could be a character provided, um, you know, you could sell the part as an actor, which I'm not. So I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but there is a little bit of, uh, I do. So one of the other friends uh, involved in the project um, has uh, taken quite a few uh, different um, drama classes and has learned a little bit about voice acting. And so he shared a lot of that with us as a group. And um, we do have some funny characters in there and some ridiculous voices just for comic relief. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it comes to audio, um, at least with our personal, you know, limited experience, it does seem good to exaggerate some things, especially yeah. if you have somebody doing multiple voices. Um, mm. How we perceive something in our minds with our imagination uh, is different for everyone. So if the exaggerated voice creates a different character in someone's mind, that's better because those those traits that make our own personal voices unique, especially when you're editing, it really starts to stand out when you go, oh, this character and this character, they do sound exactly alike. Even if you do act, I'm adding a little gravel to my voice. I sound like I have a flu or something. Yeah. Sometimes it takes more than that because mm. um, I think most people will be able to tell you know, yeah. not, of course, not that we're super strict on it ourselves. I mean, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like having a, a local theater project, you know, where a character on stage might um, might have two or three different characters in the show. Yeah. You hope the audience will give you that realizing, you know, the nature yeah. of the uh, of the of the project itself. So, um, yeah, trying to to trying to find voices that actually sell the character and not be over the top, but be different enough. It was a challenge. We had to re-record quite a few different parts mm. uh, to make it work. Yeah. And I suppose because it's audio, you don't have that benefit that visual stuff does, where if you had like two puppets and they both had the exact same voice, <laughs> the audience would be quite forgiving if they looked completely different. They'd know the difference between the characters, but you can't do that on audio. That's true. That's true. And even the way, especially when it comes to the way we write, like I was mentioning um, dialogue and the way people speak, if the voices are similar and the way they speak is similar, then yeah, I mean, it, it gives it away and you kind of ruin the illusion a little bit. So yeah. uh, hopefully we were able to limit that as much as possible, but it is, it is a, it is a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where are we able to listen to the podcast when it's released? wherever podcasts can be found. So you'll be able to find it on iTunes, um, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and so on. Um, just search Transmission Unknown. You can subscribe to the show there for the first. Uh, we're going to release four episodes every Monday for a few weeks. And then the last week will be our last uh, couple, uh, hopefully our, um, you know, our big uh, secretive ending that everybody wants to to listen to but um but yeah march 29th so it's going to be uh just in a few days now nice well thank you very much for coming on the show today it's been very interesting and good talking to you 
Yeah, thank you for your time, Toby. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.